Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Global News investigative journalist Sam Cooper has done incredible work breaking stories about China's invasive behaviors and interference in our federal elections, including this week reporting, quote, Trudeau briefed multiple times since 2022 on election interference. Advisor testifies. That was the headline. Trudeau briefed multiple times since 2022 on election interference. Advisor testifies, end quote. In this case, the testimony before a parliamentary committee was delivered by Trudeau's national security advisor, Jody Thomas. There's also the issue of Chinese police stations, as I said, and the cooperation that exists between universities in this country and China's People Liberation Army officers on uh, on research, and some of it has to do with weapon systems. Yeah, just, <laughs> if you don't see the questions, then, uh, well, it's a case of willful blindness, which is also the title of Sam Cooper's amazing book, Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CCP Agents Infiltrated the West. How are you, Sam? I'm great, Roy. So good to talk to you again. Um, let me. Where do we begin, Sam? Maybe with your, uh, maybe with your global news story headline: Trudeau briefed multiple times in 2022 on election interference. Advisor testifies. Where do you want to start? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm looking back at all the stories, uh, consequential stories we've broken since November 2022 last year, and. It's over six by now. Uh, bombshells would be, I think, an understatement. But yes, the, that story re- related to testimony. Ms. Thomas, the National Security Advisor, was called to testimony, in fact, at this committee hearing, which stemmed from our revelations in uh, last November. And so uh, she was being uh, tested very sharply by, by uh, some MPs on, on that committee about uh, really, they were asking directly, uh, what does the Prime Minister know about what Global News reported last November or what Global News reported just uh, over a week ago? Let's start with that one, Roy. The, that story, uh, perhaps the most specific and detailed uh, about uh, intelligence sourcing that I obtained, which pointed both to documents and claims about a brief in September 2019 Two days before the federal nomination periods closed, my sources uh, asserted that a meeting took place where uh, senior Liberal Party staff with security clearances, this, this is important because they can be told some detailed and sensitive information. The information, according to my sources, was that the Liberal candidate in, in Toronto area named Han Don was suspected by CSIS to be involved in Chinese foreign interference. The other piece of the allegation was that a very uh, prominent and senior Liberal Party fundraiser at the time, a former Ontario Liberal minister named Michael Chan, was alleged to be a close associate with Mr. Don and also a thesis target. So those two very simple, powerful allegations were presented to the Liberals, according to my sources, with the intention that they could uh, be advised that Mr. Don might not be Sorry, Mr. Don would not be the right candidate for Canada. And uh, the story has many revelations, but uh, in a nutshell, my sources said the, the warning was ignored. Mr. Don proceeded to win. He's been reelected. And uh, my sourcing asserts that Mr. Don is a witting affiliate in these 
Chinese Communist Party interference networks. Very important to say Mr. Don strongly denies the allegations, says he will defend himself. Mr. Chen also very strongly and continuously on Twitter denying the allegations. But Roy, I'll, I'll end my first answer here. What's important, according to my sources, I've been, as you know, Roy, studying this file for years. They say Mr. Chen has a long history in the Liberal Party at the federal level, now at the municipal level, provincial level in Ontario, of being a key and pivotal fundraiser for major party leaders and figures, also with the capacity to recommend personnel in Liberal governments and candidates. So the question raised, according to my intelligence sourcing, is could the Liberal, Trudeau Liberal government be uh, turning a blind eye to warnings about Mr. Chan and his associates due to Mr. Chan's prominence and fundraising capacity within that party? Yeah, that's a hugely relevant question. And uh, Sam, here's what uh, a little bit of what uh, Justin Trudeau had to say about Han Dong. I want to make everyone understand fully that Han Dong uh, is an outstanding member of our team and suggestions that uh, he is uh, somehow not loyal to Canada um, should not be entertained. It's kind of a weak way to end that uh, that statement. I've just it was like uh, let me find a, a way to, to to get out of this sentence. That's what it sounded like sounded like to me. Does it surprise you, Sam, that Mr. Trudeau continues to balk at calling a public inquiry? I mean, the pressure's on him. The opposition wants it. Canadians want it. Uh, polling shows that very clearly. Does it surprise you that he's taken the continues to take the stance he has? Um, Roy, for months I've had one sort of thought, and this is the surprising thought, that, you know, the second or third day after our November uh, 7th bombshell dropped, Mr. Trudeau could have come out and said, we could have been more transparent. All parties faced uh, these interference issues from a number of countries. China, most, uh, all the intelligence, there's no, no debate. China is the biggest threat to Canada. Our uh, government has been working on foreign interference laws for, for over a year, because, Roy, I know that's true, buried deep within the government. And Mr. Trudeau could have said, we have about four serious amendments. We're going to table them right away. And that could have solved uh, his government's problems. And uh, again, I, let me stress, all major, this is the intelligence, all major parties face these infiltration issues, not just the Liberal Party. It does appear the Liberal Party most, uh, perhaps most severely infiltrated, according to my intelligence, and others have reported saying uh, but no, uh, Mr. Trudeau did not take that stance. So this takes me to my next thought. Am I surprised that he, uh, sorry, the Liberal Party may not want an inquiry because uh, a major fundraiser uh, could have ties to Chinese intelligence for many years and could have been facilitating fundraising with connections to Chinese intelligence into the, the coffers of the campaigns of major party leaders? including people now in the prime minister's office that, that have been, you know, around these circles. Well, I know if we're looking at answers for why you wouldn't want something to be tested publicly, that that could be a, a pretty good reason and a, a scary reason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Global News, you reported last December, and this covers, uh, repeats a little bit of what you said a minute or two ago, Sam, at least 11 candidates in the 2019 election of the GTA were targeted by China's foreign interference networks. 
Some were likely unaware they were being targeted, but others willingly cooperated. When I read that, it just absolutely gave me chills because if others willingly cooperated and the government knows this, then that is a hugely relevant issue. Sam, can we talk a little bit about uh, who has testified that China uh, was engaged in interfering uh, in Canada's 2019 and 2021 elections. Uh, I mean, we have uh, Richard Fadden, former head of CSIS, and Gerald Butts, the former principal secretary to Justin Trudeau, suggesting a nonpartisan uh, deep look is required. Who have we heard from? Oh, we, uh, we've heard from, uh, along with Mr. Fadden being the most prominent former security official to advocate that uh, a public inquiry is really the only way to go, to avoid some of the partisan point scoring we see in committee hearings. You're right, uh, Mr. Butts, uh, very close to the Prime Minister and his office, that would have been uh, Mr. Butts perhaps would have known some of the people uh, that my sources say were in that room uh, for that briefing uh, in September 2019. Uh, We have uh, other national security officials uh, in Ottawa, uh, sometimes we call it the Ottawa bubble, but that in my, my take of that word means that there's, sometimes there's group thinking. But we have a lot of people who are experts on national security. Some of them were quoted uh, in my first story, all, all now saying that uh, a public inquiry, just because the level of seriousness of the allegations, as you know, it's not just global news that has reported some, some blockbuster stories here and access intelligence. Uh, the confidence of Canadians, we've seen polls recently that uh, a majority of Canadians do now believe or fear that China had undue influence in the last one or two elections. So to restore that, or, or if that confidence is eroded and in danger, and that's an important point, Roy, I don't want to take a sidetrack here, but uh, a, mul- a multi-partisan panel of parliamentarians uh, looking into security and intelligence wrote a very deep report in 2019 tabled for our prime minister saying our democracy, uh, the institutions that underwrite our democracy are being eroded. They're in danger. We can't take our sovereignty for guaranteed and that we need to follow Australia's example, as you flagged in your intro. So there's just so much evidence of uh, of, uh, sound minds in Canada saying we, we not only do we need deep reforms, they've been saying that for a while, but now those minds are saying that we need a, 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 a fully transparent, well, as transparent as possible with national security, look into what happened in these elections. And not only that, I want to stress one more thing in this answer, Roy. You mentioned police stations at the start. I think it's so important for your listeners to know, because uh, as you know, I've got very sharp visibility in Ontario and British Columbia on the ground up networks involved. Look, the suspects in these Chinese police stations are very feared in diaspora communities. I know this because I talk to the people in the communities. They say they don't feel protected in Canada. And what do you know? These very same feared suspects running these police station networks are are very evident in the alleged election, fraudulent election uh, funding of political candidates in Canada in these election interference networks. You can't separate the crackdown on diaspora communities to the efforts to uh, influence and fund Beijing's favored candidates. It's just a hugely concerning situation. And you're right to ask, Mr. Singh, is this a confidence issue? I can't think of a more more shocking 
undermining confidence issue that that would test the liberal and and NDP agreement. Yeah, the more I... The more I listen, the more I watch you, the more I read your stories, your reports, Sam, the more respect I have for the work that you do because you lay it out in a way that it's so obvious to all of us, except for maybe one person in this country, that a public inquiry has to take place. Now, can we talk a little bit about uh, about how money factors into the story? I'm just quoting out of context here. From one of your stories, the flow of funds between Canadian targets and Chinese officials. Can, how does money factor into all of this? Well, um, let's t- time travel back to that first November story. I cited intelligence from sourcing that said Toronto's consulate uh, 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 arranged a significant or large clandestine transfer of funds to interfere in the 2019 election. And these funds uh, we reported. Uh, passed through uh, intermediaries. That would be a, a, a well-known community group, probation group in Toronto, into the hands of a uh, allegedly another politician not even running in that race. And so uh, through a number of stories since that, remember, let's keep our eyes on that major allocation, large clandestine transfer funds from the Toronto consulate to interfere in the election we've reported goes into a very sophisticated network. And this, Roy, comes from documents. Uh, They explain that uh, the network includes political staff of candidates. It includes politicians not running for office in the election. It includes intelligence officers in the consulates in Canada. And it includes, probably most importantly, as a means of uh, clandestine or covert activity, community leaders. These would be the people that... uh, would appear to be grassroots leaders in the Asian Canadian community, but uh, CSIS believes and reports that they have been co-opted and controlled by intelligence in the consulates and used as a way, a means to uh, conceal the flow of funds, support, and other means to help candidates get elected. So I want to stress that last point. There's been a lot of denial that a senior uh government officials knew about transfers of funds from China into uh, candidates' campaigns in the network. It's, it's like a money laundering activity. China, not just China, but mostly China, in this case, uses uh, fronts. Like we call them straw men. Uh, the money laundering term would be nominees to filter money into Canada's political systems and sort of to, to uh, maintain deniability. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.